What up, Tremaine? What up, Kev? Hey, man, it's a Skeptical Saturday. Yes, it is. It's been a busy Saturday when it comes, well, a busy couple of weeks when it comes to foolishness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot to talk about, man, but we're going to focus in on, on one particular topic uh, for today, for today's show, and I think uh, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, man, this, uh, they all kind of tie in, you know, to say separation from what we deal with and how we deal with the world compared to what we're seeing right now with some right. of the actors and the things and the way that they're dealing with them. So it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> so privilege is our skeptical topic of the day, it man. Is. And it's a, it's a lot of privilege in the news, you know, whether people realize it or not, but, uh, you know, the other the other side of this, too, in terms of privilege, you know, we want to touch on uh, the Kanye situation. Yes. And uh, and Kim Kardashian. Uh, and, you know, we, we're talking, you know, in terms of privilege, you know, you hear these buzzwords in the news all the time about white privilege. Mm hmm. And it gets a lot of play, man. But, you know, me personally, I think you know as well as I do. I think every culture has their own privilege. Uh, but for whatever reason, everybody wants to focus on white privilege right now because it's popular to, it's popular to rag on white people. Yep. Um, I so. Even, I agree. I don't even think that's the most prevalent privilege, though. You know, I think no. What we're seeing in the world, and mainly the United States, too, is celebrity privilege. So celebrity being privilege rich, being rich and having a platform and being able to control your narrative and do yep. things the way you want to do them and a lot of us just don't have those liberties so definitely going yeah to yeah i think the most obvious the kim kardashian kanye privilege is a is a little more in depth so mm -hmm. i think we should kind of work up to that and start with the most obvious uh, case of celebrity privilege that we saw in the news this week, and that is Juicy the famous, <laughs> the famous French actor. <laughs> man, yeah, goodness. Yeah, oh man, that is a so that's whole situation, and you know I think everybody knows what happened up until this point, thanks to Dave Chappelle explaining it so beautifully. Oh, that was great. <laughs> That that will forever go down as one of the most timeless comedy sketches in a yeah, stand-up. It was like it was. <laughs> it was beautiful, man, because it not only was it hilarious, but it was also the way he explained it. You felt like you were in a dorm or you were at the house, and Dave Chappelle was just tripping out with his boys or, or his girls and just telling you the story as far as what happened to this joker he know about. <laughs> right. Oh man. And and the, the beauty the, the other part of that was like up until then, like it was known in, you know, celebrity circles or, you know, they didn't want comedians making fun of they didn't want him to make, you know, making fun of him. And mm -hmm. for a while, you know, because that's that's when like the cancel culture thing was like right in the in the thick they were in the thick uh, of it during that time. 
And Me Too, all of that yes. was hitting at the same exact time. And everybody hated Trump. It was just right. this collision of different ideologies. And here comes Juicy with the perfect collection of it all. <laughs> you know what? And, and, and you see, see, the other thing, too, is we talked bad about Black History Month this year. But that year, uh, it was L after L yeah. for Black people that year when Jesse Smollett happened, man. And... The first comedian to say something was Chris Rock. Like he came out and he did a radio interview or and he was like, man, I'm nah." He said, you you think I'm not going to talk about this dude? Yes, I'm talking about it. And he just kind of had his little brief moment. But Dave Chappelle was the one that really solidified the foolishness and the buffoonery of the Jesse Smollett saga. And the beautiful thing about it. After Dave said what he said. Nobody came to Juicy's defense. <laughs> it was it was a free for all. Nobody. They were like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> all of these are facts. <laughs> all of them are facts. <laughs> and you know what? the the part of that The part of that sketch that was the nail in the coffin is when Dave Chappelle said, "And black people were strangely quiet because clearly <laughs> we knew he was lying." <laughs> so. You want to air him out, regardless right. of how you may feel about him or the show he's coming from. We're just going to let the details roll out on their own. Well, we're not going to rat out to do, but we know there's some foolishness. <laughs> oh, man. So everybody was kind of watching this, waiting for it to play out. You had to you, you went through the trial. It was all mm -hmm. this controversy surrounding him, you know, getting arrested, him being charged. The, you know, the district attorney in Chicago getting in trouble for how she handled it. Yep. Uh, and then fast forward to last week he was sentenced and it was, he's, he's still in character, man. Like the acting is. No, that was definitely his best acting <laughs> job ever. That's not, don't, you got to give him credit, man. That was, that was some root stuff right there, bro. Oh my God. <laughs> root, so runaway slave. Yeah. Type stuff. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> he was, I, just, I mean, honestly, man, if you listen quietly, you heard the Negro spiritual hums in the background. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> and he said, so, so we'll, we'll play the clip. Okay. I'm not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent and I am not suicidal. Yeah. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this, and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself, and you must all know that. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you about it. I'll give you a Okay. Okay. All right. Any other matters to come before the court today? All right. Defendants remanded to the custody of the sheriff. Court is adjourned. I am not suicidal. I am not suicidal and I am innocent. I could have said that I was guilty a long time ago. So you heard the clip, you heard it. You heard what he just said. Huh? And he's saying that, you know, he's not suicidal. And that's the point that he's trying to drive home. Mm -hmm. And there's like this feeling now after the whole Jesse uh, Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy or uh, the McAfee guy who was in prison and he, he, came up dead that these people allegedly killed themselves and 
So he wanted to make the point known to everybody that, hey, I'm not suicidal. So if something happens to me, it wasn't me doing it to myself. Which was strange. Very. Very. So I think, so it, there is a, a rabbit hole connected to this situation a bit. So mm -hmm. he had some relationship with our VP, uh, Kamala Harris. And uh, they are, I don't know if they're related or they just worked on some civil rights act stuff together. I don't, I don't really know. But apparently with his, uh, this situation, a, another type of federal lynching bill was passed due to all right. of it. Mm -hmm. So people are saying that he was put up to come up with this whole to get legislation to get legislation passed so again that is a rabbit hole <laughs> i don't <laughs> don't know if that's the case but legislation <laughs> did get passed right so he's coming off like this hero that did this for the goodness of america and they may kill him off so he doesn't talk about what he's done now on the other hand this may be the most jezebel manipulative thing you've ever seen in your entire life <laughs> <laughs> he's playing up like save me because they're going to come and get me <laughs> ain't nobody shaking for you jesse <laughs> dude the way the way he pimped the system in that video man yeah man. Uh, it just and he so i was listening to some other commentary on this and you know somebody's opinion was that was by design because if you are, you know, if you want to redirect somebody from, you know, how you're feeling emotional is, you would tell them the opposite of how you're feeling. So, yeah. you know, somebody hypothesized that by him saying, hey, I'm not suicidal, I am not suicidal over and over again, you know, people that are in, you know, psychological, psychiatric circles would say, well, he must be suicidal. If he's right. making it known that he's not, we have to we have to keep an eye on him now. And he was immediately put into the psych ward. Mm -hmm. And so that was part of it. Um, along with this quote unquote alleged threatening phone call that came to the prison for him. Now, to be honest, man. I, you know, I think this is this is a charade that he is seeing through to the end. I think mm -hmm. that if a phone call was made, somebody was told to do it and told what to say. I I agree. I agree. It's just un it's, it's unfortunate, man. I, I mean, just, you know, I think the embarrassment of it all. I don't unless it really is something behind it. You know, that's on some old Jack Bauer twenty four hour type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't. <laughs> I'm just, it just wasn't that serious, right? You know, you made a claim. You probably thought you were doing your civil civil liberty to make sure that the detractors uh, for Donald Trump um, came in support of this situation, right? Um, but it was just oh, so unnecessary. <laughs> right. It was, it was, it was just, and then there was some of it, like my, uh, my mother-in-law was telling me about, she read some article where, you know, Jesse Smollett's 92-year-old grandmother gave a statement about his mental state. And, you know, and I'm like, why are they talking to his, like, is this, is, are there no other family members that they could get to make a comment? They went to 92-year-old grandma who's, 
in the the twilight, her twilight years, they went to her to get a comment. I'm like, just come on, to, man. She's just trying to play backgammon, man. You know. <laughs> right. Oh. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else wanted to say anything. And I'm going to tell you, man, the most, the loudest, the loudest silence through all of this has been from his sister Journey. Mm. Um, I didn't she, even realize they were related when all this was happening. I didn't, I'm, and I'm not even kidding. I didn't know they. I didn't know he had a sister, mm -hmm. and I didn't realize who his sister was. And she said nothing, nothing. Yeah, In fact, nothing. Dude, what was so crazy is, um, I purposely like when this story first broke, and when he, you know, accused people of you know the hate crime attacking him i purposely went to her instagram page and like the last like her 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 last 10 instagram posts she disabled the comments on all of them because wow. she didn't want anybody leaving comments she didn't want to be contacted and i'm just like that that says something um but it, it was a it was drama to the end and the drama paid off for him because he was released. He was he got sentenced to 150 days in jail. And mm -hmm. then he was supposed to serve like what, like uh, what, three years of probation after that or something mm -hmm. like that. Yep. And so he goes in, he gets remanded into custody to for the 150 days. And six days after serving that time, he gets released because his mental state, you know, and part of his appeal. Now, what I heard as far as the appeal is concerned, they okay. said that his appeal process, uh, the window would close before the 150 days would be that. over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they were like, well, he won't have an opportunity to appeal at all. So we should just go ahead and let him out. And everybody's like, everybody in America, I don't care what, culture you are everybody was looking like wait what what just happened but celebrities they knew <laughs> they weren't surprised Not because celebrity privilege is a thing and i and i think we all got a front row seat to it this week mm -hmm. that, it, that if it was just me or you we would have done them 150 days or more so first and foremost, we would have been in jail last year. Let's start off. Oh, with my that. God. Yeah. Second of it, it would have been way more than 150 days. OK, so that right there just shows, you know, with his connections and, you know, having lawyers that probably it wouldn't be the <laughs> I hate to say it, Dude. public offenders, <laughs> defenders of, <laughs> you know what, man, man. <laughs> Every when it comes to celebrity privilege, I always think of um, the comedian. You know, uh, you you might not know comedian Gerard Carmichael. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So tomorrow. yes, okay. I watched his um, his first stand up. He did a stand up special that was on HBO, and it was funny. It was very funny. His first one, it was actually hilarious. <laughs> but he said something in that stand up that. I that was the biggest takeaway. It was a joke about how, you know, his friends were kind of roasting him about, yeah, you made it now. You, you know, you you making money. Cause I think he started off writing for a lot of uh sitcoms uh before he started doing stand-up or whatever. But his friends were talking about how, like, yeah, you made it. You know, HBO is paying you to do this comedy special, like, you know, how much, 
how much money do you think you you you're you, you're worth now and his response was to his friends was well let's just say i got enough to beat the case <laughs> and everybody laughed but in my mind i was like that's real rap what he just said like it's you, celebrity privilege you know money talks and if you have enough to beat the case you, you can get out of it man we we see too many instances of celebrities that get in legal trouble that the average person would get in the same legal trouble and they get a slap on the wrist mm-hmm. and whereas the you know the average person would they wouldn't stand a chance against the legal system yeah i think it, it, it points back to the biggest problem with this country, and you know, we look at a lot of things like you know white privilege and things like that, but we know it really comes down to classism. That's been exactly a major problem yep. wrong throughout the world. You know, it's the haves and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. Um, we need these certain individuals to be consumers. We need we need sellers and all of that. And whether I'm selling you a TV show, whether I'm selling you a new subscription service for this investment plan that's going to make you a million dollars. You got to have, you got to have a buyer and a seller and they need, you need more buyers and sellers. And those individuals who have all the money have a lot of power so they can do things and get away with foolishness that majority of us can't get away with. Right. So, and, and you're absolutely right, man. And so you, you, you saw that we saw that in the news this week and then the celebrity privilege bled over into where celebrity privilege sometimes works against celebrities when they're going against each other. Mm-hmm. In this case, Kim, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Mm-hmm. And we know that situation. Um, here's the thing. And I think it all starts off with, you know, making bad decisions when you're dating, you know, and I was thinking about it probably no, I was thinking, it was actually earlier today that sometimes we allow our lust to turn into something that feels like love. And mm, you know mm-hmm. what the situation is. That's what it was. Everything about Kim is so desirable sexually. Right, and, right. You know, from a business standpoint, you know, she's no slouch either. But we all know how she makes her money. It is definitely not because, you know, she's this genius that knows how to build businesses from the ground up. It's because she had a silver spoon. So yeah, you know, Kanye, I think was mesmerized by all of that. And I do feel like she also knows how to get a man. Um, and I think it's something that she's very crafty with from her own dealings with her past dating life. But I also think her mother was huge as far yeah. as giving her insight on um, how to get the man you really want, how to woo this man, how to make this man commit to you. Because, you know, for Kanye, who at the time was this multimillionaire, still probably one of the biggest hip hop artists out there to date this right. who's been married three different times and then marry her. And then, and then say, this is the woman I'm going to have my children with. And yep. all conventional wisdom, that's a bad idea. <laughs> it was a recipe idea. for disaster. It yeah, it was. Re- is. Yeah. And it's, it's, see, I think because of, you know, her status now and how, much of a megastar she is. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's everybody forgets like kids, like teenagers now, they don't know that her introduction to the world was via a sex tape. Yep. No, nobody knew who she was until that sex tape came out. And mm-hmm. the, the celebrity, quote unquote, 
whether you, you know, whatever, how you want to place him on the celebrity sliding scale, Ray J was the name. Yep. He was the draw, but everybody saw, yo, who is this chick he's with? Like, mm-hmm. for real, like, who is she? And it put her on the world stage, and then she just went from there. And this is the time where the celebrity sex tape was extremely rare. So before before her tape came out, what did you have? You had the original, which was what, Tommy Lee? Tommy Lee, and, and, yep. Mm-hmm. And then you had Paris Hilton and some other because we don't yep. know who they are and then here comes kim but kim mm-hmm. out of all those women was very unknown but the one thing mm-hmm. kim had going for her, she's really gorgeous she's shapely yep. as far as culturally she is i think appetizing to most men's eyes right you know right she, unfortunately she's the stereotypical pretty you know she's high yellow yeah. long hair she got body so all the dudes is <laughs> swooning over her for some reason yeah, exactly. And then there's Ray J, who is at the time still considered, you know, he was still a little bubblegum before that happened. You know, nobody yeah, saw he was. in a light that they may see him now um, as far as being kind of a bad boy. But that was a shocker. And so for us, we were new to Kim, but Kim had already basically had her rounds at that point. You know, I think she had dated mm-hmm. plenty of celebrities. She was arm candy. But most importantly, you know, she was already on the scene because of her dad, who was a celebrity um, lawyer. So, um, yeah, you know, she was <laughs> she basically understood how to capitalize on that situation more than anybody who came ahead of her. Because I don't know if anybody has had that much success from a sex doing tape, nothing right before or after. And, yeah, no, it's not. And and see, Kim, Kim was the plug because. After they saw her, everybody was like, wait, all your sisters are fine? Like, mm-hmm. your whole family is, wait, like, wait, good looking? Wait, they, they were, no, they weren't. No. <laughs> no, no, they weren't. <laughs> they were absolutely, no, they were not. They all were right. funny looking. All of them were before, funny looking. Before the work was done. Surgery. Yeah, they all yeah. looked goofy, man. They, <laughs> they, was a, they did not compare to her. <laughs> I, yeah. Hey, no, not, but, you know, plastic surgery is can do wonders for the face and the body. No, that's true. You're right. You're right. So it, it was the whole, there was something there. Like they saw the marketability of the entire family. And then, you know, we don't even have to get into adding in Bruce Jenner to the whole mix uh-huh. and how they really put their family in the spotlight. So just to 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 stick to where we are, like, the 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 privilege that she's using now against Kanye, which you know they could have been viewed as a power couple when they mm-hmm. first got married, because nobody saw that relationship coming. But when they got together, it's I mean, like I, I'm gonna be honest, man. Like as quirky as Kanye West is, um, everybody, I I didn't feel like yo, this is this this could this you know this might not be bad like we don't understand why he would want to be with her with knowing her track record but right. you know maybe maybe he might be the one to you know kind of slow her down or they'll balance each other out you know in some kind of way that it possibly could work and we were wrong yeah i was wrong you know what um i appreciate the fact that he was looking to settle down you know i think his yeah I think it was a lot of things that went into it. I do feel like a piece of him was looking at 
Jay-Z and Beyonce. I do feel like it's a little mm-hmm. bit of competition there between those two. And um, and I guess we should touch on that too a bit, his uh documentary. But I do yeah. feel like um it was some competition there. And Jay-Z and Beyonce had became the power couple. I think mm-hmm. they had absolutely dethroned Will and Jada. And oh, it was yeah, close, absolutely. Right? Um, so he's like, wow, look what it's done for him. You know, she, he probably looked at from a as a, as a man, what it did for him, becoming a father, because of the, becoming a husband, business wise, what it did for him, you know, getting with someone who was as powerful as she was on an entertainment standpoint, and he was like, "Look, I need to check these boxes off with my future wife." And then here comes right. Kim, who's also, you know, she's a, a gorgeous woman, right? Even before the plastic mm-hmm. surgery, she's a gorgeous woman, and I think to him that that made it very desirable for him. You know, he saw what yeah. this could turn into. But, you know, I think Kanye moves. He's very meticulous, but I do think he moves very quickly too, which yeah, good and bad. And I think that's what happened in this situation because I was the exact opposite. I literally saw the clock uh, just running down as soon as they got together. I knew it was going to end up bad um, because... You know, Kim is not the type of person, and I and I do feel like she tried. I do. I don't want to say I don't want to make it seem like she was using him. I think she went. The relationship lasted long enough where I don't think she was using him for his money and his fame. I do think it was right for her. Um, but at the same time, I knew she was going to use the woman card one and mm-hmm. card two once it did go bad, and that's exactly what we're seeing. Okay. So 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 just kind of explain you know what what's what's happening. Oh, gotcha. So so you know Kim and Kanye, you know they've been together for I think over 10 years now maybe. You know I don't know the exact years. And um I think it all probably went bad when they when he decided to get aligned extremely close to Donald Trump. I think mm-hmm. people did not embrace him for that. Even though Kim was, was also working very closely with Donald Trump, you know, for prison reform. She didn't catch any flack for that. She caught zero flack, flack for that. Or she didn't, but it was the fact that he was in the president's office. And then next thing you know, it's a clip, and I don't think this was good for Kanye. You can't go into the president's office without some type of script and some covering mm-hmm. things that you want to go over. Like, you need, to, you, you need to respect the office that you're in. You can't go in there. And rant, and that's exactly yeah. what he did. And I really feel like that was the worst thing that could possibly happen to him. And I think that brain on the both of them. Um, you know, yes, she kind of pulled away a bit from Donald Trump, and we saw that in 2020. But he was still like, you know, I'm going. That's still this is still my guy. Mm-hmm. He was where he decided to run against him, so that started it all. So now here we are. In 2020, I think this happened in 2021, they announced a split. They get back together. The next thing you know, they really go ahead with this divorce. So Kim decides to date Pete Davidson. Of all people. Now, now to be fair, to be fair, you got to interject that by all intents and purposes, it didn't look like Kanye wanted a divorce. It looked like it was more from her side than his. And then I think he just kind of gave in to like, yo, she's not going to change your mind. So I'm just going to go ahead and let her have it. Yeah. At least that, that was my, you know, from the outside looking in, it just kind of looked like 
it was more her wanting a divorce than him. You know what? I don't know. So I, I don't know. I think, you know, there's some clips out there that shows he was kind of over Kim's ways. But mm-hmm. um, like it's one clip that came out uh, a couple of weeks ago where <laughs> I think they're talking about a pool or something. And she was saying something like she wants a bigger pool. And he's like, you don't even use the pool we got in the house now. You talk about you want a house with a bigger pool. What sense does that make? Right. I saw another clip actually today <laughs> that I sent you that I thought was absolutely hilarious where she's like an interviewer asked Kim, oh, well, tell me some things that you did for Kanye to really help him as far as this relationship goes. And she says, yes, well, I was really big with financial advice. I gave him some tips on some things that he should, sorry. I gave him some <laughs> tips on some things he should do to save his money. He's like, yeah, you gave me some advice, but I ain't doing none of that. And look. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, <laughs> like, it's just a piece of him that does not take him serious, right? And yeah. I, and I do feel like he got a little over it. But I think for the sake of family, he was trying to make it work. But I don't know if he really was in a mindset to really be married to Kim anymore. I yeah. think he is happy. And I think that changed his perspective. Um, yeah. But I don't really think it was a situation where he was like, look, this is the woman I could see myself with for the rest of the life. I, I never got that. So anyway, fast forward to now. Um, Pete and Kim are dating. You know, Pete is uh, younger. Pete, for whatever reason, is dating all the A-list women. You know, I hate to say it, Pete would have a slong down to his ankles. Yeah, um, he bust. He so got it. He no is, homo. He, right, no homo for real. Super paused. But he is absolutely getting any woman he wants. He wants, yeah. Most guys can't get with. I mean, we haven't, I, I don't really know Outside of Kim, I don't know of any real big celebrity that dated Ariana Grande, right? That nope. was crazy. They was about to get married. That's how far it went. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Kanye had a problem with that. You know, he had a problem. One, they're still married. He thinks it's inappropriate for her to go on a relationship, and they haven't even signed the divorce papers yet. You know, they right. haven't worked out particulars with the kids, and it's a lot of jealousy involved. But also... Most importantly, I think what's really made it a lot worse this year is the fact that how the, I think the oldest kid, I think North, is Mm -hmm. not given the opportunity to spend time with Kanye. And this is allegedly based off what he said. Right, right. He had a rant on social media where he was vividly upset about asking his kids to get put on a plane for Sunday service, which I guess is his church service. And mm-hmm. all the kids were there. And the next thing you know, right before the plane takes off, they say, oh, North is not going to be there. So it's right. like that. And I think Kanye also has a problem with Pete Davidson being around the kids because, I mean, Pete Davidson ain't Denzel Washington either. Don't get me wrong. Like, no. Stand-up dude. You know, he's he comes off as this druggy type hipster boy Mm -hmm. you know right also suffers from mental issues and that's a lot to be okay with around your kids right I totally get that like this is not 
like being nice around my kids and being stable around my kids is something totally different. That's not what I'm looking for. I want my kids to be raised in a way where they understand some structure and what fatherhood looks like and motherhood looks like. I don't exactly. want this junky looking guy around my kid and he's acting like um, he's 18 years old on social media. That, that's not right. That's not what I'm looking for. So I understand his aspect of him being a little uncomfortable with that, but it's blown up since then. I mean, we can, I mean, he's had arguments with DL Hughley and oh, man, <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> turned into a, it's turned into a nightmare. But I think the biggest yeah. thing to me is the privilege from the mother's side that really stands mm-hmm. out on this. The father has been condemned. Yes. Um, Just for wanting to be a father. Just for wanting to be a father. And that's the most problematic situation um, that comes out of all of this. Um, It's not like Kanye is trying to be a dad that isn't around. You know, he's Mm -hmm. trying to do things to spend time with him, with all of his kids. But you can see that clashes with what Kim wants to do. And she's almost like trying to create this barrier so the kids will have more favoritism with her. And the one thing yeah. about the Kim and her family that really bothers me is I do feel like, I hate to say this, but I feel like they kind of pimp out their kids a bit. I think they uh-huh. do. And I think the other part of that too with their family, since you want to bring the rest of them in, I think that they want to display an image that the women are in control. They do. Uh, and I think that yeah. comes from the mom. Yeah, yep. This definitely comes from you know, the mother. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's just wild because now, you know, you didn't have anybody else to speak out on it. You didn't have, um, who was the first guy that she was married to? Was it Brooke Lopez? No, that was uh, Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> and I don't, you know what? I don't even think that was their first husband. No, it might not have been. Because I, I the, know he was one of them, but she's, this is, it was three husbands for Kanye. I just don't know who they were. And you got the other ones, like the other the other guys that the girls have dated uh, that have, you know, came and went. And I'm just like, Kanye is the most vocal. He's mm. the most prominent out of all of them. But he's the first one to say something because he's like, yo, I got, I got enough where I can say something. The other ones, you know, they weren't big celebrities by any by any means. Like, um, so they couldn't say anything. So Kanye's the first one that can actually come out and say something about what's going on and be like, hey, you know what? Um, I got money too. You know what I mean? I, I was somebody before I got with you. You know, so um let's let's I can I can speak about what's happening and you can't silence me. Um, you know, one, because I'm just as big of a star as you are, but two, because my children's livelihood is at stake. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I remember another situation coming out like this, and it was so quiet. I don't even know how I ran across this particular situation. Um, but Kamora Lee's ex-husband, not, not Russell, but the African brother. I can't remember his name. Um, he I have no idea who that is. Oh, the guy that played, uh, he's in a bunch of movies. He was in 
Guardians of the Galaxy. He was a black cyborg guy uh, that fought against the Guardians of the Galaxy. He was lined up with the main villain of that movie. What else was he in? He was in Amistad. I think it's Amistad. That's who he is. Oh, um, Dijman. Yes. Uh, okay, I can't, I don't know how to say Dijman Hamsu. I think I'm, I know I'm probably yes. saying his name wrong, so. Yeah, he had a big, he had a, a video and it didn't really go viral um, because I feel like it only lasted for a week, unfortunately. But, you know, they were asking him and I think it was TMZ, you know, how are the kids doing? And he basically said, I don't even get the privilege to see my daughters. I'm never, I'm not, I'm not really given the opportunity to spend time with them. And it was a direct ex-wife. And nobody talked about it. It was a little clip you know, from gossip, a little gossip video. And it was no big deal because um, it's another video that's going out right now where, um, and it's the one you sent me, where Judge Judy said that in this country, fathers are treated like a second-class citizen. And yeah, yeah. But that's how we're treated, unfortunately, like second-class citizen. Man. Yeah, it's it's definitely against um you know this whole woke agenda that's anti-male and this whole we have to this feminism, this feminist train of thought of we need to bring down the patriarchy mm -hmm. because that's what's damaging. That's the that's the patriarchy is what's wrong with everything in, in this country. And if we bring that down, then you know, we we win. And so it's it's really it's foolish and i think that you know kim kardashian is smart because you know her privilege not just extends you know along with her being a celebrity like she's getting her social media base on her side uh -huh. um so the court of public opinion where all of this is playing out and it shouldn't be like they're making this public and it shouldn't be public, man, where kids are involved. Like we, we shouldn't know anything about this. This should be something that should be, you know, going through the course. It should be swept underneath and it should be, you know, these are the terms of the divorce, the, the, the finalization of the divorce. And this parent has, you know, there's joint custody or this parent has full custody with visitation rights, however they want to work it out. And now because it's being played out in front of everybody for the world to see, uh, Kanye is being painted as somebody that's unstable, which the media has done over and over again to try to paint him as somebody that's not mentally stable. Mm -hmm. And so that can all be used as evidence to show a judge like this is why, you know, um, Kim Kardashian should have full custody of the kids because, you know, the the propensity for him to be unhinged is is clear. You know, if you look at these videos on social media, him putting up, you know, he looks erratic and just unstable and he doesn't look like he can provide for the kids. Whereas they're not listening to what he's saying. They're only looking at the manner in which he's saying it, where he's just like, yo, I just want to be a parent to my kids and I want to protect them from things that they're not ready for. Okay. And what's, what's been disturbing to me in all of this is he's upset. You know, a lot of this is because, Kim Kardashian is allowing North to be on TikTok and she's too young. She doesn't meet the age Eight requirement. Years Eight years old. Yeah. And, but what's interesting to me is nobody from TikTok has come out and said, yeah, technically she's right. And we, if we find out she has an, an account, 
we should just it should be disabled until we know she's of age. But they haven't done that. Mm-hmm. And that's to me, that says a lot. I mean, it shows the hypocrisy of big tech where it's convenient for them um, at the expense of a minor. Yep. So I, 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 I feel bad for Kanye, but more, more importantly, man, I feel bad for these kids that are watching their mom and dad, you know, just act like fools. Yep. And I think what was so bad about the TikTok video is that you have an eight-year-old girl in this emo type makeup singing how she's in love with it in love at eight years old. And this is grown person singing this song. It was so disturbing and messed up. And then Kim pops up in the video too. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, like this kid, Dude. allow her to color. <laughs> like, yeah. seriously, why is she, why is she coloring? You know, why is she a frog or something? Like that's, that's a year older. No, I take that back. That's my son's age, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not on social media, it's just, you know, these celebrities, and this is, what goes, this is what goes back to what I was saying earlier. I feel like the, that clan, that family, mm-hmm. they absolutely exploit their kids. And that's, to me, that's not just to be kids. You're too, too worried about how you can make money off, off of them um, down the line. It's troubling. I purposely didn't look at that, that TikTok video, but I heard that some of the most cringiest comments from adult men mm-hmm. were making about this eight-year-old girl on this, you know, on, on this TikTok video. And I'm like, that's enough right there. Like, why would you want, what do I look like just exposing my daughter to something like that? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean, even at this, even at the age, like, you know, we both have daughters, yours are older than mine, but even at the age of your youngest daughter. You don't want to put her in, in a position like that. No legitimate parent wants their kid to be in any type of position like that, where they have access to, where adults have access to that, to them in that manner. It's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, but to me, it's, you know, I worry that she wants her children to understand, or she wants them to feel some type of public um, like admiration at a young age, yeah. and that's that's yeah. that's weird, right? But I, I think that's what she felt, and she wants them to feel that way. But all they need are from their parents. They don't need that from anyone else. At eight, come on, it feels like grooming. Yeah, it does absolutely. Like you're trying to get them addicted to the celebrity rather than really trying to raise them as just strong women. That's not. She wants them to understand how powerful their face and who they are can be in, in today's world, which is, to me, very against some of the, well, a lot of these arguments with feminists, but, you know, they don't have anything to say about it. I haven't seen anyone any, say anything about it, but it's against no, everything no. that they believe. Right. And, and, to, and I don't even know why D.L. Hughley felt the need to even weigh in on this subject and to say anything. I mean, like, he understands his content and it's going to get clicks. Yeah. He just had to say something, but I was listening to um, our girl, Angela Stanton. (laughs) Yeah. She went off on her foot. I I didn't hear hear the video, but I I can tell she went off on the video. Like it was pretty long. 
she aired him all the way out, man. I mean, like they fell out when in 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She she aired him out. I mean, like I don't pay attention to DL Hughley. I mean, we both agree. Like he's he's just I don't know what to say about him, man. Bootlicker. I just he's a I can't. Bootlicker, man. Just yeah, say what yeah. it is. Yeah, he is. He's a bootlicker, and he's DL is. He's one of those puppets that Malcolm X told us about years mm-hmm. ago. He's one of those puppets that are put up in front of the black community um, that is, you know, subsidized and sanctioned by white liberals, where his uh, Malcolm's words exactly. And I'm just like, dude, shut up, man. Just shut up. I can't like I already can't stomach you, but like, don't say anything about this. Like you're taking the side as a man who has children and you see, like, he's not trying to be a deadbeat. He's trying to be involved. Like, it's no, like, there's no argument for, you know, uh, there's no argument against that. Um, there's no argument whatsoever against that. And so, it, it's so, just You know, and ridiculous. then something that stands out. You look at how Kanye West and his mental state is treated in public compared to like Naomi Asuka, how her mm-hmm. is adored and people want her to be so sympathetic to her. Uh, and she goes through. It's crazy. It's not even, it's, I know it's not an apples to apples comparison. Let's be honest, but right. in the public eye, there's two totally different narratives there. Um, mm-hmm. One is, the one is, you know, understand this is something that she can't control. The other is, you know what, this dude is just crazy. And he's just, oh, he's a narcissist just trying to do it for himself. And it's like, how do you do, how you do a person one way and Naomi the other? And in the scheme of life, Kanye is way more successful, right? So way, way more. But that's not, but he's not giving a platform for, you know, if he is truly, well, we don't know he suffered from some type of mental issue. But it's definitely not, he's not giving the same type of leeway that Naomi and a lot of other, you know, women that deal with mental issues receive from the public. But here's, here's the crazy part too. If Kanye was gay or if he was a woman, everybody would be on his side. It would be totally different. I mean, it's look, Juicy's already out. So we talked about that. <laughs> yeah, out of prison already. Right. And he looked just as unstable as Kanye. Oh my God. But, you know, still understand they're like, hey, be sympathetic towards how he feels and just give him some time to um, just decompress from everything that's going on, right? We're just going to him, allow him to go home, which is insanity. Yeah, I, I think that um, celebrity privilege is, is definitely real. Um, you know, Kim Kardashian and her family, they are, they're experts at wielding that privilege. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I can think, I can think of a lot of instances that we could talk about, you know, over the years where celebrities did things that they shouldn't have, they, they should, should have, you know, had their livelihoods completely destroyed because of it. You know what I mean? And, and they, they skate through it because of their status. And I'm no respecter of persons when it comes to it, because I'll go back to an instance that I've, I had a huge problem with, with when this happened, um, when Brandy hit that lady and caused that car accident that killed that lady. And, look, and Norwoods are a powerful couple. I mean, it's a powerful family. They, they got a lot of weight, man. I still don't know how that, 
just disappeared. It never, she didn't serve a lick of time. Nothing. Came from it. Nothing came from that, man. Like that to me was disturbing. Like as much as, as big of fans of Brandy as we are, like we love her music. We grew up, we grew up with her. I kind of felt like she should, that, that, that should have went a different way. I mean, and it's so much, it's only so much that you can settle out of court with somebody for. Mm-hmm. I mean, before like your conscience has to be really just tugging at you in a certain way that you like, nah, this this wasn't right, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just wild, man, that the things that, you know, the the flaws in the legal system, and this is a topic for a completely different um podcast because I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but you know, back to what Gerard Carmichael said, like, I got enough to beat the case. And that's evident, man. If you just go down to, if you go down to the county courthouse and just sit in the back and watch, and you you watch these people that are on trial, that the ones that come in with public defenders, they get shafted. And the ones that are able to afford legal counsel, they get a slap on the wrist. And it's it's, it's insane, man, that you know, the legal system is set up that way. Uh, but like you said, man, it's about classism and money definitely talks. It does. It does. I mean, you know, not to get into some, you know, we're not into like socialism or anything along those lines, but there are still problems when you come to the legal system, how some individuals are able to get off and nobody's looking to solve these issues. You hear some legislation that may happen here or there. I mean, it's just as crazy. Like right now, our president was responsible for putting a lot of people that look like me and you in jail. Mm-hmm. And was basically asked to reverse what he did, right? Um, right. President. And and I think he may have did something in the beginning a little bit or whatever, but it's just it, like stuff like that has been problematic in this country. And yeah, really do enough. Those are some of the things we really want to see some true legislation happen in Capitol Hill. Like some things really change and it just does not happen. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. And, I, you know, it's, it's so much we can say here. Stay here. Mm-hmm. You know, you know we'd we be talking, talking for another for- hour easy uh about this but i think that you know if if nothing like we just kind of want to make people aware uh and call it what it is that you know uh celebrity privilege trumps trumps all of them and it's just real man and i think a lot of honestly man i think a lot of people know that you know when they hear the whole you know white privilege black privilege you know argument that people know it's not legit i mean they they know it's not it's not to the degree that the major problem of what's happening yeah. at all. It's yeah, exactly. It's ministry exactly major problems that that we that we as a society deal with. Man, when you got the money, man, <laughs> it, all that stuff goes out the window. Yep, it does. It does. It really do. You know, um, and we didn't even, and I think even this kind of wrap up. With Kim's situation, you know, she's still in a, she's in a little bit of a firestorm herself mm-hmm. from a clip. And uh, we'll play a little bit of that clip here. I have the best advice for women in business. Get your up and work. 
it seems like nobody wants to work these days. You That's have to, so true. I'm like, I gotta hustle. So but I, I think be also because you see everything on social media and you think, oh, it's just a lifestyle or, oh, it's like really quick and easy and you can just post something and it's not easy. And this piggies back on what we were talking about a little bit earlier, basically saying that women need to work harder. People need to work harder. People don't want to work. And um, her not realizing her privilege is what allowed her to get the fame that she has right now. And mm -hmm. we talk about the sex tape. Uh, we talk about her looks. Um, we talk about the amount of money she came from. So right. not from her biological father, but her stepdad, stepmom. Yep. Okay. <laughs> right. So <laughs> her stepdad. Stepdad. Okay. So she totally glanced over or just kind of glazed over all of that, right? Just acting like everything she got was strictly through her hard work. And that's not the case. Now, I'm not discrediting her for the business that she has. I think, you know, she does have some, some things that are making her money. A lot of it has came off of her entertainment. Um, yeah. Her um, reality TV money. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now she's TV money. She's doing another one now. And 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 to be honest, man, like when I listen to her talk about, you know, wake up and do the work, mm -hmm. get up, get get up. And I'm like, what what work do you do? Like how hard really how hard tell us really how hard it is to allow cameras to follow you around your your everyday life. Like mm -hmm. really like what how much effort does it take? To, to to do this to be famous for really you don't have a talent other than the way you look you know what I mean you're not a singer you're not a dancer you haven't written any books you know there's no poetry coming out of the you know um your mind or nothing there's nothing contributing like what I mean how can you really tell people that they need to stop being lazy and get up and work. I mean, it's like, and, and the crazy thing is some woman somewhere with low self-esteem will listen to her and say, you know what? She's right. I do need to just, I do need to just take control of my own destiny and just get up and work. And what makes it even worse, that woman with that low self-esteem is working 50 hours a week. Has, or more. Right. Hasn't had a vacation in three years, but she feels oh like, you know, she's not doing enough. And you know, that, that, that statement from her just shows what her mind is. You know, she's how not, disconnected she is, how disconnected she is to her own audience, the people who mm -hmm. admire her and watch her and give her all the attention she's looking for. But she totally discredited them in, in one quick, one quick little comment. Yeah, these uh these people, man, uh, that get propped up in front of us that we give so much of our attention to. Mm -hmm. um, it's really, it's, it's really says a lot about, you know, who we are as a society. And, um, I don't know, man, I don't know how we, I don't know how we break away from it, man. If the, you know, because of social media, I don't know how we get out of it. So, um, but I think everybody kind of got where we were going, uh, with this. And, and I think we drove it home you know, and from a sensible perspective where people can see, you know, what's in front of you and what the, what's being portrayed to you is not necessarily real. It's a facade and mm -hmm. it's not, it's not your reality. So 
just keep that in mind while you're scrolling through social media and you're watching these reality shows. And you know what I mean? It's it's not, this is not everyday life for everyday people. Yep, it's not. I think we all have to think about how much social media we need. And I think we really need to pay attention to how much social media we're on day in and day out. doesn't matter if it's Instagram or Facebook or the most popular one right now, TikTok. Yeah. That needs to be eliminated so we can focus on things that really have value. Um, but we've become such a scrolling society that we don't know yeah. how to live without it. No, nope. So, so whatever you do, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, just remain skeptical of all of this stuff because we definitely are. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, thank you guys for tapping in, uh, today. We went a little different direction, man. It kind of, uh, we kind of went there in terms of some stuff that, you know, is kind of pressing on our minds in terms of, you know, what's happening in society. Now we is a little bit different, a little bit more in depth this time. Uh, but it's, I think it was needful. So we appreciate everybody tapping in and listening and uh, enjoying the show, man. And keep supporting us as we continue to try to grow uh, what we're doing. Hey, and I want to say too, man, this is our fourth episode. It is. And yeah, it's our fourth episode. So I'm going to throw out a stat, man. They said that uh, statistics show that the average podcaster quits after the fourth episode because they say that they realize that there's too much work and too much effort to, uh, to keep it going. Um, but we definitely here for the long haul. We're growing and we're improving. Uh, we're trying to improve on content and, and the quality of the show week in and week out. And so uh, we appreciate everybody growing with us. Yep, we do, man. And I think, and to us, this is also, I mentioned it before, you know, we love uh, having these conversations. Um, right conversations are not the norm you know it's things have changed so much dramatically probably over the past couple of years that you they only want your ears to hear one side of it and as we said mm-hmm. we be skeptical you gotta find out what the truth is and, and right really how it's going to benefit you you and your family or just you and yeah. your single like careful what you consume it can be it can that's be right problematic for your future that's exactly right so so hit us up on the email, the soecast at gmail.com. Send us your show recommendations, your topics. What do you think about Jesse Smollett? What do you think about uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, man? Are they are they crazy? You know, what are your thoughts on celebrity privilege? We love to hear it. Um, and uh, we appreciate everybody rocking with us. Absolutely. See you guys. We'll see you guys on the flip side. We enjoy and appreciate the fact that you guys are giving us our love but definitely let us know how you feel different things we can do different topics as well maybe it's something yeah definitely what you want to hear about um but we got some things coming up too we are definitely going to open this up bring some other people on the show as well so they can we can all chop it up um so be looking out for that absolutely all right all right how at y'all all All right man Peace. peace